never asked to build sandcastles. Most of the guests, too, ignored it and were content with the shelter and limited pleasures of the swimming pool. The concrete box structures of the single-storey rooms screened us from the surrounding landscape. You could hear the waves lapping lazily against the shore like a snoring guard dog, but we caught only narrow glimpses of the blueness. Father had been bringing me here for the past two summers, ever since Mother's sudden passing. We never came to places such as the Magda Marina when my mother was alive. She did not like the heat. I never saw her in a swimsuit or in sudden surrender, closing her eyes at the sun. The coming of Kyrene spring would set her off planning our summer getaways. Once we summered high up in the Swiss Alps, where my body stiffened at the sight of deep, hollow chasms emptied out of the rocky earth. Another time she took us to Nordland and northern Norway, where austere black mountains reflected sharply their splintered peaks on the unmoving waters. We stayed in a wooden cabin that stood alone by the water and mispainted the brown red of withered leaves. Round its roof hung a gutter as wide as a human thigh. Here, whatever fell from the sky, fell in abundance. There was no other man-made structure in sight. Some afternoons Mother disappeared, and I would not let on to father that my heart was thumping at the base of my ears. I would keep to my room until I heard footsteps on the deck, then the kitchen door slide open. Once I found her there with hands stained black-red, a rough globe dyed into the front of her sweater. With eyes as clean as glass, wide, satisfied, she held out a handful of wild berries. They tasted of a ripe sweetness I found hard to attribute to that landscape. One night. Fog gathered thickly, abstracting the licks and sighs of the northern lights. You need adulthood to appreciate such horror. An anxious heat entered my eight-year-old mind, and I curled up in bed trying to muffle the crying, hoping Mother would pay me one of her night visits, kiss my forehead, lie beside me. In the morning, the still world returned. The innocent waters, the ferocious mountains, the pale sky dotted with small newborn clouds. I found her in the kitchen, warming milk, a glass of water standing on the white marble counter beside her. Not juice, tea, coffee, but water was her morning drink. She took a sip and with her usual insistence on soundlessness, muffled the impact with the soft tip of her little finger. Any sudden sound unsettled her. She could conduct an entire day's chores in near silence. I sat at the rented table where... When the three of us gathered at mealtimes, Mother would occasionally glance at the fourth empty chair as if it signalled an absence. Something lost. She poured the hot milk. A sliver of steam brushed the air, then disappeared beside her neck. By the long face, she said. She took me out onto the deck that stretched above the lake. The air was so brisk it stung my throat. We stood in silence. I remembered what she had said to father in the car when the naked mountains of the Nordland first came into view. Here, God decided to be a sculptor. Everywhere else, he holds back. Holds back? Father had echoed. You talk about him as if he's a friend of yours. In those days, father did not believe in God. He often greeted mother's remembrances of the divine with irritated sarcasm. Perhaps I should not have been surprised when, after Mother died, he would now and again voice a prayer. Sarcasm, more often than not, 
hides a secret fascination. Was it the romance of wood fires, the discretion of heavy coats that attracted my mother to the north and unpeopled places of Europe? Or was it the impeccable stillness of a fortnight spent mostly sheltered indoors with the only two people she could lay claim to? I've come to think of those holidays, no matter where they were, as having taken place in a single country, her country, and the silences that marked them, her melancholy. There were moments when her unhappiness seemed as elemental as clear water. After she died, it soon became obvious that what father had always wanted to do, in the two weeks he allowed himself off every summer, was to lie in the sun all day. So the Magda Marina became the place where he and I spent that fortnight. He seemed to have lost his way with me. Widowhood had dispossessed him of any ease that he had once had around his only child.